Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord. I'd like to welcome you to Live Deliverance Block Talk. LiveDeliverance.com here on blogtalkradio.com. This is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. And if you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock p.m. and 11 o'clock p.m. here on uh, Blog Talk Radio, uh, we are so glad to have you. Now, if you're listening to us through any other social media platforms or during any other times of the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us your times, dates, and locations that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. All those who participate in any Internet piracy can be prosecuted by federal agents. Now, having said all that, we can get down to the kingdom business. So go ahead and get some, get a pen and some paper so that you have any questions or comments about the ministry tonight. When we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions and make those comments. Now, if you would, join your hearts with me in a word of prayer as we sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous words, wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this place, in this time, because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me, and I'll decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit. Glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men. As you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace as we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, beloved, here we are again with uh, part three of Made Unto Us Wisdom. And so uh, we would like to kind of just bring you up to date uh, on some of the things of how we want to think. Uh, we all know uh, these scriptures. I just want to kind of dig into them and expand them a little bit in your hearing so that you will, again, um, <laughs> go through the, the, the next season of life um, with 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 more perceived victory, the victory is already yours. Challenges are that sometimes we don't see it, we don't look at it through the eye of faith, we don't look at it from God's position. We might look at it through circumstances, through situations. Okay, and Jesus has a answer for that if we would allow Him. In um, 
First Corinthians chapter 1, uh, verse 30, it says, But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who is made unto us wisdom and righteousness, sanctification and redemption. See, he's, he's already put that. And it's one thing, you know, that, that we should understand because we have been grafted into promises that already worked. Come on, y'all. We we need to get that. See, we, we're not grafted into, um, in, in Second Peter, he said, uh, uh, cunningly devised fables. See, our answer to a challenge comes from wisdom, and he has been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. And he will bring that wisdom through us because he caused us to live there. Acts chapter 17, 28 says, For in him we live and move and have our being. See, this is not uh, something in the Old Testament. They they refer to visitations from uh, God. Okay, we don't have to do that because God has taken it one step further. Jesus is made unto us wisdom. Righteousness and sanctification and redemption. See, he, he he wants us to display it as you you hear about it in in, in Ephesians chapter uh, three. Wow, when you go back to uh, starting at verse ten, that says now he wants to show the manifold wisdom of God through us, the church. And when you read that whole passage all the way down to uh, verse twenty from 10 to 20, then you'll see that now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can dare ask or think according to the power that what? Is working in us. He wants that wisdom to be working in our lives. You know, I, I, I get that um, we have grown up in the uh, era where we make phone calls or connections with people. But see, God was so interested in your victory being an everlasting victory that Jesus was made unto you wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. We don't have to go back and get one. He's been made unto us. See? And, and, and as we think from that perspective, See, that, this is how God promised to meet, excuse me, to supply all your needs. You know, I was going to say to meet your needs, but he's uh, greater than just meeting the need. He's supplying it. Okay. If I met the need, if God only met the need, he will be in one place at one time. But to supply my need, he's going to be there whenever the need comes up. Glory to God. See, he was made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. See, he's the the, the living God. This is the the time to, to think about those provisions from a different perspective. We don't have to just now go to God and call upon the Lord, uh, you know, while, while we're in trouble. Yes, he's a very present help in the time of trouble. See, he, he, he's already there. 
See, he's not coming on the scene. He's on the scene. And then he made promise like this. He will never leave you or forsake you. See, so so it's not trying to get God to find out what's going on. It's we would be rather to ask God for the wisdom while I'm in the trial. In fact, we can go further. Um, the Holy Ghost is here to teach us what things are going to come. He's going to show us things to come. So I can receive wisdom before I get into trouble. How about that one, y'all? Amen. If I become more sensitive to him, then what will happen is he will tell me things to come. He will lead me into all the truth. See? And then as I'm facing whatever it is that, that I might be facing, if I'm submitting myself to him, then the Spirit of God will show me what my steps are. See? He's wanting to do that. He will show the principalities and the powers and the mights, the things that are there and established. He will show the manifold wisdom of God through us, the church. If the power is working in us, now unto him, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. He's already stated in verse 10 that he wants to do this through the church and now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundance above all we can ask. They ask the thing according to power that's working. Okay, let's let's try that so that we can see. He did not say power that's reserved. You know, that would have been good for him to say power that's reserved, but he said power that's working. Wow. See? His wisdom helps create our, our surroundings, our future, our path, and our victory. See? He, he, he wants to be the God of all. See? Not just the God that's known when we get in trouble, he'll find us. He wants to be the God that prepared our steps so that we can walk to victory. Okay? See, it would help us to, to get dressed correctly. When you know that it's cold outside, you know, you, you dress appropriately. Well, let's try it this way. You know that the devil is coming. Jesus said the thief cometh only for to kill, steal, and destroy. He said he's coming. Okay? So then since I know I'm going to have to deal with him, it would be wise for me to have the, 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 the garment of praise on. Okay? It would just be wise for me to be dressed for the battle instead of getting in the battle then trying to find uh, my right clothes. Because he's been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. I used to pray. I remember getting up in the morning, and you know, I was fresh uh, in, in salvation. And so I, I was just making sure that God was with me. And so every morning, I would get up, and I would spiritually, in my mind, I would spiritually get dressed and put on the whole arm of God. I guess I went through this about maybe two weeks. And uh, I was feeling good about the thing, you know. I'm ready for this. 
And then God asked me a question, and he said, uh, find the scripture when I told you to take off the armor. And I said, you're right. <laughs> you said, put it on. See, you, you don't tell me that, that I have to go back every time that, that I'm, I'm facing something and go get dressed. If I'm dressed appropriately, then I'm prepared for the battle. Let's do it this way. If I'm dressed appropriately, I'm prepared for the victory. Amen. See, Jesus didn't have to go and get dressed for the battle. He was already dressed for the battle. In fact, I'm saying it right. He was already dressed for the victory. See, he was made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. See, that's a a different place to, to, to ascribe to. That should be your thinking. And when that is your thinking, what will generally happen is then I will prepare for the victory and I will look at things accurately. Wisdom now is is active in my life. See? Wisdom is, is, is there to create our future, our past, and our victory. It deals with our surroundings and will make our surroundings good. Don't you remember uh, Psalms 23? I might be able to get there later. I was going to, as part of my, my study, but here he said, he makes me to lie down in what? Green pastures. A place where my soul is restored. Not a place where my soul is troubled. See, we're going to have to begin to think from God's perspective, okay? And God, again, he's the God that supplies all. So he doesn't wait for you to, to, to get in the mess to create your victory. He's already worked that out. He's already settled that. His word is forever settled in the heavens. See? And as his word is forever settled, then that means my path is sure. Glory to God. See? I, 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 I should not walk in question. I should not walk in worry. Thinking that, okay, will God show up? Jesus was made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. I am trying to to cause that to be so sealed in your spirit. See? That, 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 again, we don't have to dress for the battle. Dress for the victory. Dress for the outcome. See? Because his word will not return unto him void. His word will prosper in the thing whereunto he sent it. See, he sent his word and healed you. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm reading the scripture the right way. He, I thought that he sent his word to heal. The scripture in Psalms 107 verse 20 says, he sent his word and healed them. From all. See? So then the word that was sent is the word I now apply. You see how this should operate in our lives? But sometimes we look at it backwards and say, I'll, I'll go to the word and then I will apply the word. The word was there first. Come on, y'all. The word was there first. He will not allow suffer any other God. He don't want any other God to be before him. 
So he's going to be in front of everything. Your trial was not the thing that you should be meditating on. You should walk in the fullness of his goodness. Then you will know that his goodness is there to bring victory out of whatever the attack is. Again, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He cannot steal what you do not have. Amen. See, I was brought up with the devil's trying to keep me from something. No. In him I live, in him I move, in him I have my being. Jesus was made unto me. Wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. See, I have everything that I would ever need. When I made Jesus my Lord, he brought the whole package with him. He's the one that said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all of the things will be added unto you. When? When you need them? That's the way we thought. But he said, if I seek first the kingdom at the time of my seeking, come on, then the addition happens. See, I, I, I'm not in this life without. See, I'm in this life fully supplied. Amen. My job would be to maintain what I have, to protect what I have, and that requires the proper mindset. See? If I don't have the proper mindset, then I'm always thinking I have to chase God. I have to pursue God. He pursued us, beloved. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. He pursued us. Glory to God. See? The thing that, 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 that he started, he also finished. Amen. The challenge that Paul says in chapter 4 of the book of Galatians, he says, I, I, I have to pray for y'all till Christ be formed again in you. What do you mean, be formed again? Because you let promises slip. You were trying to live life from a position where you, you were functioning out of need. I, I, I said last week, and I really just blessed me, see, God is the supply of all. Amen. He's not just trying to supply my rent. When he comes on the scene, he brings all. He's El Shaddai, the God that is more than enough. What does more than enough sound like to you? Sounds like all just showed up. Okay? But my thinking is because I'm challenged with this, that, or the other, that I've got to try to get God involved. He was already involved. He sent his word. That's past tense. See? He sent his word and healed and delivered. See? You, you, you don't have to try to, to give up the, 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 the action of the, of the promise. It's a living word, beloved. So anytime you go to the word, it already was alive. Can, can, you, can you fathom that? See, because, again, we, because we were raised with 
parents that function under the information of their parents and their parents and their parents, then the conditions that they lived in, under, and through might have spoken louder than the truth of the word. And so then we try to, in our hearts, what don't not blame in them, I understand how this happens, but we try to live uh, based on circumstances to, to try to get God to move because of circumstances. Let me just help you out. Wow, that was good. When I said that, boy, he hit me with a, a ton. God does not move because of circumstances in our lives. He moves because of love. Glory to God. Glory to God. And again, as you finish reading in, in Ephesians chapter uh, 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 3 and 4, it says that he wants us to come to the place where we comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, depth of the love of God. See, we need to be settled in that love with all the saints. After he told you, now unto him that is able, then he says, now would you be settled in that? Would you stop trying to uh, uh, fixate on the problem and then trying to bring God into the problem, fixate on God, and God takes care of the problem? Do you not remember that when the, uh, uh, the children of Israel would allow God to do what he did, that people said that these people's God fights for them? Hmm. It's just something different about these people's God. Okay? You are those people. I, I don't have to try to, to get things to happen. I mean, God shows up on the scene. Well, I'll do this. Even God's angels show up on the scene, and it causes men to quake as dead men. That's what happened with Jesus at the tomb. The angel saw, the men saw the, the God saw the angel, and they shook as dead men. Why? Because God's power. Glory to God. It's so awesome. His presence presents his power. His presence presents his power. See, that's why God wants to be able to fellowship with us. And the fellowship produces his presence, which produces or presents his power. Come on, y'all. I, I, I want you to get, that's why we really don't have the option to sin. Because sin separates us from God. See, the problem that we have is we are not cognizant of his presence, so we sin. We are without a portion. Think wrong. Trying to get God to move. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it and I'm hearing it as I say it. We're trying to get God to move and do something that's already finished. That's what Jesus said at Calvary. It is Finished. See, we get to operate in a finished work. 
instead of trying to convince God that I was good enough today for you to do something, let's operate in the finished work. He has been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. I mean, come on, let's just say that with me. Jesus has been made unto me wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Okay? This, this is a finished work. Our job, responsibility, would be then to function in that which he has, mm-hmm, which he has made unto us. That's what Adam got to do. God made, formed Adam, and then breathed into Adam the breath of life. Adam's job was to function in what God made him. Wow. This has been the same plan from the very beginning. He's trying to get you to understand, beloved, that you should function in what he has been made unto you, wisdom. You should function in righteousness, the way a thing ought to be. That's righteousness. Right standing. The, the, the view that you have is that this is how it should be. Righteousness. I walk in that. Jesus has been made unto me wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So since he's been made unto me redemption, why do I think that I'm separated now from God? Come on, y'all. Look at the challenges in the way you think. We cry out to try to get God to do something that's already finished. Walk in the wisdom that he's been made unto you. That would be your job. Okay? That would be the better way to function and to give him glory, to give him honor, see? Because I'm not trying, I'm not, I'm no longer begging God to, 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 to the Bible says that those, the verse, uh, John chapter 1, chapter 14, 12 and 14, 12 through 14, it says to those that believed on him, to them gave he the power to become sons. Those that believed on them, he gave power to them. To do what? To become sons. Okay. Um, the becoming of a son takes place on multiple levels. It has to become, uh, uh, you have to become a son in your thinking. Because you are a king's kid. Function as the king's kid in your thinking. If you think that you don't deserve it, you forgot that you've been given power to become sons. So your thinking has to be renewed. God's not withholding any good thing from you. Psalms 84:11 said, He will not withhold any good thing from those that walk uprightly or in the proper place, position, and thought as a son. Glory to God. Not, not as a, 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 a third heir, 
but a joint heir with Christ Jesus. The same way God treated, functioned in the life of Jesus, it's the same way God wants to function in your life. You're not a sub heir, you're a joint heir. See, you're the one that has received power. And the reason why you received power is that you believed on him. It did not say to those that functioned accurately, he gave power. It said to those that would believe on him. Jesus came and said, only believe. See, he has made this so easy for us, and we've complicated it because of circumstances and surroundings. Inherited understanding. Again, I'm not mad at my great-great-greats for whatever they were. They were faced with things that were wrong, but they didn't understand. They had the answer all the time. That if they would have bound the enemy, it would have been done. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. If I can just get two to agree at touching the thing, God will go to work. That's what Jesus did. Okay? But what we did is we, we prayed prayers that didn't allow God to get involved at the level that was needed for the victory. God did not set this up to try to teach us. That's just bad thinking. He does not have to use circumstances to teach us. Why do you say that? Well, let's turn to the book of John, chapter 14. See, I, I, I'm just talking about the things that, that, that help you to think right, okay? John, chapter 14. It's in red in your Bible, okay? So then this is what Jesus is saying, and every word that Jesus said is still alive, okay? He didn't speak and will not speak dead words. So, John chapter 14. We're going to see some things right here. Start at verse 26. John chapter 14, 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, please underline, circle, so that we get it. He shall teach you all things. Did he say circumstances would be your teacher? Just asking, trying to see and understand. He said, when the Holy Ghost has come, who is the comforter? Notice that the Holy Ghost does not come uh, uh, to, to cause anxiety, fears, frustration. The, the Holy Ghost comes to comfort. Jesus said in um, uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, he says, come unto me if you're heavy laden. If you got burdens, come unto me and I will give you rest. He didn't say I will give you strength. He said I'll give you rest. My yoke upon you and learn of me and you will find rest unto your souls. The comforter, when he has come, he will teach you not some things, 
Now, the little things, help me out, circle it in your Bible. He will teach you all things. And he will bring to your remembrance what I said. I appreciate what Grandma said, but the Holy Ghost wants to lead me into all the truth. Excuse me. He wants to teach me all things first. We're going to go to the other one. He wants to teach me all things and then bring to my remembrance what Jesus said, not what my grandparents said, not what society said, not what my circumstances said. And a lot of times we confused the understanding from what grandma and them inherited to the truth of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Holy Ghost's job is to teach me. So, you know, when we say those lovely things, they're just not right. God is teaching you through your circumstances. That's not what Jesus said. He said, my teacher is going to be the comforter, and he's going to teach me all things. He's going to bring to my remembrance what Jesus has said unto me. I'm going to give you five things. Write those down. I asked you to get a pen in the paper, so here's the right. Right number one, the Holy Ghost is going to teach me all things. Number one, the comforter, the Holy Ghost is going to teach me all things. Number two, the Holy Ghost, the comforter, is going to bring to my remembrance what Jesus has said. Okay? I mean, we, we, these are things we've got to just lock in. I don't care about Dr. Freud. I don't care about any psychologist, psychiatrist. I, I, I don't need that because Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you going to be disciplined, my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, become intimate with the truth, and the truth that you are intimate with will make you free. So then I'm going to let the Holy Ghost teach me, since he's going to uh, teach me all things, I'm going to let him teach me and bring to my remembrance what Jesus did. 14, 26, 15, 26. John chapter 14, 26, 15, 26. Jesus is speaking again. And he said, but when the comforter is come. The comforter we know is the Holy Spirit. Okay? So he said, when the comforter is come, he whom I will send from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. So then the Holy Ghost is not going to tell you about something else or somebody else. He said, the Holy Ghost is going to testify of Jesus. I mean, he's making it simple, beloved. See? He's not going to go from, he's coming from the Father. Okay? And he's going to give you what Jesus wants you to have because of what the Father wants you to know in the testimony of Jesus. Okay, let's do it this way. Just so we get here, we are here. He's going to testify of Jesus. 
the testimony of Jesus, or as he testifies of Jesus, he's going to tell us what Jesus sought, not just what Jesus went through. Glory to God. He's going to testify of Jesus. Would that not include the thoughts of Jesus? In Philippians chapter 2, verse 6, he says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Activate this mind, if you would. See? So then when the Holy Ghost, who's going to teach you all things and bring to remembrance what Jesus has said, the testimony that he's going to give you is not only going to be about his life, his victory, but it's going to have to be about his thoughts. Amen. And the reason that we don't experience the victory that Jesus walked in is because we don't think that Jesus thought. See? He's inviting us into that so that we can enjoy victory at his hand. Okay? Victory by his spirit. Okay? Because that might be some of the challenge. We're looking for the hand of God to do something, and the spirit of God moves the hand of God. So why don't we go to the first place? Why don't we go to the first place of learning and teaching instead of the experience of watching it and seeing? Come on, y'all. See? You learn by his spirit instead of what you see his hands do. What you experience. See, experiential knowledge is secondary knowledge. Amen. See? Maybe we'll get over there and show you that in, in Matthew chapter 13. But here he's trying to get us to understand. This is the power that has to work in us. See? I'm not looking somewhere else for my answers. Holy Ghost job description. This is what I'm giving you right now. The Holy Ghost job description. Job number one, teach me all things. Job number two, bring all things to your remembrance that I said. Okay? Okay? Is in 16:13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come? So we just heard that the spirit of truth is the is the comforter. See? 16. Uh, 1526 told us that the spirit of truth is the comforter whom the Father will send. Jesus requested this for you. Ask the Father to send the comforter to you. Knowing that you would be in dire straits. And in those dire straits, the comforter is coming to teach you all things, bring to your remembrance what Jesus has said. And he's only going to speak truth. How be it, 1613, when he, the spirit of truth, has come. Please notice again, every time here, he did not say when the spirit by himself, by itself, he said he. The spirit of God is a the third person of God. Okay? So then we would need to begin to operate under the understanding that he is a person. 
that there is a relationship to be had with him, not a feeling to be experienced because he was there. I was at a church one time, and it just I didn't even know what to do with this. Uh, they said that uh, it was a manifestation of the Holy Ghost, and the next words out of their mouth were, were jumping out. And I said, wait a minute. If that's the Holy Ghost and he's come to bless you, why do I want to stop the blessing by jumping him out? See, they were experiencing something, and they were trying to, in their experiential mind, what do we do next? And so let's move and jump. Do you know that the Spirit of God lives inside you, and if you don't want him to move, he won't? He's a gentleman. He's always going to wait on you. Even though he has all the power, all the answers, all the wisdom, he's going to wait on you. He's there, Jesus said, to teach you all things. But we go through experiences without knowledge. Why? Because we didn't let him teach us all things. See? We've got to go back and settle it in our hearts and in our minds that the process that God has works in the quiet time. It's come. So if I'm fearful, that would be an understanding of I don't have comfort. That's why I'm full of fear. Okay? So if there is an opportunity for fear to even be present, find, seek after the comforter. Amen. He'll cause your understanding to be enlightened so that the fear that was coming at you will be resolved by that comfort that he brings that he's going to lead you into all truth. All truth would be the um, escape plan that's necessary for whatever the trial is in front of you, wouldn't it? That would be leading you into all truth, wouldn't it? Okay? But we, because of being agitated, stop settling ourselves, and because of the agitating passions, we try to go do this, grab this, stop that. Why don't we just settle ourselves, do what Jesus uh, did when the disciples were, Master, do you not care that we that we perish? And Jesus awoke from that and said, Peace be still. Didn't tell him to do one doggone thing, did he? Anchor the boat. Tie up to the, the mast. No, he said, Peace be still. And because Peace obeys him. He's the prince of peace, the author of peace. So since peace obeys him, peace stopped everything around them. The wind slowed down, stopped. The waves became placid. Why? Because peace that God has given you is all that's necessary of victory, but you're going to have to let the Holy Ghost bring to your remembrance that he said, 
peace done to you. See, when you face in this, that, or the other, and you can face this, that, and the other at the same time, and he'll still say, my peace I leave with you. Not as the world leaves, Levi. I leave you a peace that I found out is a connected peace. He said, my peace I leave. Is, would you think that his peace is ever uh, dismissed from his presence? No. So then his peace, his peace is connected to him, and I'm connected to that peace. I had never thought about the peace being connected. And then the peace of those that believe, when you understand that the, 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 the multiplication that he has, because he said grace and peace is going to be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So then the people that are believing with you, they also are connected to his peace. That's why Jesus can say things through the Apostle Paul. He said, the peace of God is going to bruise Satan under your heel shortly. The peace is going to do that. Wait, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. He said the peace of God is going to bruise Satan under your heel shortly. He didn't just say the peace of God is going to bruise the attack of Satan. He said the peace of God is going to bruise the cause of all your trouble, Satan. Wow. Come on, y'all. Look at, see, that's weird. We have a connected peace. Jesus was made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. See, that, that, that peace works because of the redemption. That peace works because of the sanctification. That peace works because of the righteousness. Use the wisdom to activate that peace. Amen. Still with John. Chapter 16, verse 13. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. How much of it? Oh, see, God is the God of all. He supplies all. He just doesn't supply my need. Come on. That's what I said last week. We need to think differently. God supplies all. He does not just supply needs. He does not just supply wants. God supplies all. And of his fullness have we all received. Fullness in my understanding is all. Okay? But that you're going to have to receive the power to become sons that think accurately. You, you don't have to think from a position of, okay, I, I, I need God to do this. He's coming, and when he comes, he brings all. He brings more than enough. He brings ultimate victory. Ultimate victory is separate from each individual victory. 
See, when he told the, the children of Israel back in, in Egypt, when they were uh, being chased by uh, Pharaoh, he told them, he said, the Egyptians that you see today, you will see no more forever. See, he resolved all. Oh, that's the God that, that, that you serve. Jesus has been made unto you wisdom, righteousness, and sanctification. All was just made available to you. See, if you expand your heart's position and stop just trying to get him to be the God of a need, just let him be the God of all, the God of more than enough. Sixteen, thirteen. How be it when he, the Spirit of Truth, has come? He will watch this. He's so loving. He's so loving. He will guide you into the truth. Come on, y'all. He's going to guide you. He knows that you don't understand it, but it's okay. He's not going to leave you, my brother. And I would not have you to be ignorant. He's not going to leave you without the understanding. He's going to guide you into it, ease you into the place of victory. Ease you into the place where you think that, no, I ain't got to be troubled about the devil. I'm going to meditate on the word day and night. But then I will observe to do how to do everything that's written there. I ain't got time to, to deal with limitations. I'm observing to do all that's, come on, y'all. I'm going to observe to do all that's written therein. He didn't leave anything out, did he? Amen. See, meditate on the word day and night. Don't meditate on your trouble, circumstances, situations. Meditate on the word because the Holy Ghost is going to guide you into the truth. It, it, it'll fit you like a glove because you will become connected at the spirit level. Not the intellectual level, because the words that Jesus speaks, they are spirit and they are life. And the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Mm. See? These are the, 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 the effective use of the promises of God, active wisdom. He should guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. I mean, I'm hoping that you're getting this. The Holy Ghost is coming. That tells me that the Holy Ghost is coming with some right now information. He will not speak of himself, but that which he shall hear, that shall he speak. And as he's speaking that which he shall hear, accurate information for whatever the situation, active information. He says he will hear it, he will speak it, and then he will things to come because of the promise that he just opened up for you. He's going to bring to your remembrance what Jesus said. Then he's going to take that truth and guide you into it. 
so that you can see what the end result is going to be. The devil comes and the this is the way Jesus said. He says, the thief cometh not but for the seal, kill, and destroy, but I am come. What does that mean? That if you find the enemy, amen. See? He said, I am come that you might have life. And you might have that life more abundantly. I'm coming with supply. And I'm supplying. You won't have to uh, trouble yourself. You will not have to let your heart be troubled. All you have to do is believe in God. See? And also believe in Jesus. I mean, beloved, you must understand, as Jesus was made unto you wisdom and righteousness and sanctification, these promises are yours to open up, explore, enjoy. See? He wants you to enjoy that. Because in his presence is fullness of joy. See? He, he, he has ordained victory for you so that the enjoyment can be made full. He's not trying to teach you, beloved, through the circumstances. Holy Ghost job. And the Holy Ghost job description, told you to write them down. One, he's going to he's going to teach you all things. Two, he's going to bring to your remembrance whatever Jesus said. Three, he's going to okay, I'm sorry. Three, he's going to guide you into the truth. Four, He's going to show you things to come. And the last eight is to give you power. So, see, God is not just one to, 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 to leave the promise uh, uh, without the ability to be done. He, 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 he leads you into the truth. Then he teaches you all things brings all things to your remembrance, guides you into the truth, shows you things to come, and gives you power to bring to pass the revelation that he just gave you, the promise that he just opened up to you. The better way to learn, beloved, is not experiential knowledge, it's revelation knowledge. Let's let's go there and see that. I said I was going to kind of jump on that. I'm all off my my notes here, but I'm hoping that you are are, are getting this and, and understanding this so that you can uh, uh, function in victory. Okay, I I I want you to to function so that you can see how God was wanting you to experience and release glory every day. Okay. He wants you to live this way. This is, should be our norm, glory to God. Those that believe in him, to them gave he the power to become sons. Think like a child of the king. See? Matthew chapter 16. 
I said, uh, experiential knowledge is, is not the best form of knowledge. Wow. Okay. Wow. Experiential knowledge can be tainted by the experience, and then the knowledge that's passed on would have to be tainted knowledge, wouldn't it? Because I'm going to tell you what happened to me. Experiential knowledge. But if what happened to me was not good, then it's tainted, isn't it? I had never seen that before. And most of us are living by, have been trained to live by, experiential knowledge. What they said, listening to them, that would be experiential knowledge, wouldn't it? See? And that's not the best. If it's tainted in any direction, if, 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 if the person that uh, uh, went through whatever the experience was was on the top side of the experience, then he's going to tell you to do what they did, not knowing that there's a curse a, a, attached to it. But did it temporarily work? Yes, it did, because he seemed to be on the top side. See? Experience taught him that. That, that what you got to do is you got to uh, take advantage when you can get advantage. Experience taught him that. But see, the word of God tells us that we were blessed to be a blessing. See? In other words, that whatever good happens to us, we should share it. See? That's why it would have eliminated all of the, 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 the drug lords. All of the alcohol barons, gone, because they would have said, no, 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 I did that, but that wasn't right. That was my experience, but that's not the life that he intended for me. Watch this, Matthew chapter 16, starting at verse 13. And when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, uh, some say uh, you are John the Baptist, or some say Elias, and others uh, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And then he said, okay, I'm not going to continue to have you to live in experiential knowledge anymore. Who do you say I am? And uh, Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed, empowered to prosper are you, Simon. Bar-Jonah means son of Jonah. Okay? Bar-Jonah was not his last name. Bar-Jonah means, Bar means son of. Okay? Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto you that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, let's look at this. He said that revelation knowledge is better than experiential knowledge. 
they say. See? He said, I'm a God. Jesus said, we're going to give you the ability to hear from heaven. Start looking for that. Revelation knowledge that comes from the Father. And when he, the spirit of truth, has come, who will proceed from the Father. Okay? And when he's come, what's his job description? He's going to teach you all things. He's going to bring all things to your remembrance what Jesus is in. He's going to lead you, guide you into the truth. He's going to show you things to come and give you power. So then Jesus said, revelation knowledge is the life knowledge that we need to function in. He says, now, watch this. He says, you're blessed, empowered to prosper, because flesh and blood did not reveal it to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I will say that this is the rock, Peter, that I'm going to build my church upon. What rock is that? It's the rock of revelation. It was not Peter. It was the rock of revelation that he's building his kingdom on. Because if he built his kingdom upon Peter, then we would uh, be in trouble because Peter is no longer in our presence. But the rock of revelation, wisdom from on high, is available to us, isn't it? Yeah. Because he made, Jesus was made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. See? He says, I'm going to build my church, and my church that's built on revelation, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church that's built on the revelations. Amen. And he says this, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Those of you who will function by the revelations that Jesus brings, I'm going to give you the power to stop all of the gates of hell, the authority of hell. It will not prevail. And I'm going to give you something else, keys to the kingdom of heaven. And those keys by revelation, you can now bind whatsoever you want. Come on, y'all. You were being uh, 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 influenced and challenged by this or that. Bind. You have the authority by revelation. When you recognize that this is what that is, bind it. See? Cause it to be inoperative, unactive. So you have that power. According to what Jesus said, is going to be given to those that function in the revelation that, that comes from the Father. The revelation that comes by the Spirit. Because when he's come, the spirit of truth, he will teach you all things. Bring to your members what Jesus said. He's going to guide you into the truth. Show you things to come and give you power. The fivefold ministry of the Holy Spirit. The fivefold eternal everyday ministry of the Holy Spirit. And upon this church I will Build, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. 
Wisdom gives us the, 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 the understanding of how to function in this. God has made provisions for you to win, and he wants you to win in a big way. Our victory comes not by power nor by might, but by the spirit of the Lord. We've been made more than conquerors. Our victory is spirit form, breath, words, prophecy, affirmation. It starts there. God started this whole thing with a word. Let us make man in our image. After our likeness. That was the word that he spoke. He said that. And then when he did that, again, Adam, his job was to live by that which God had formed him by. God formed him by the word. He filled him by the word. Come on, y'all. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. See? That's why Jesus said to us that by your words are you justified. By your words are you condemned. Why? Because the kingdom started by vocal, by, uh, vocal command. See, it started by that. So then vocal command is what's going to cause it to work. Whatever you bind is bound. Vocal command. He didn't say whatever you think about. Now, come on, y'all. I wish the devil would stop that, boy. I just mm, positive think that. No, no, no. He said, whatever you say. See? You have to bind things the way that heaven functions. Heaven functions by verbal command. Okay? You have a revelation. Then a responsibility to release verbal command. And whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you lose is loose. By your words are you justified. By your words are you condemned. Notice that Jesus did not just stay with what was because originally it was what was around us at the time. See? They, they had to have visitation. But God said, no, 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 we're going to do it different. Now Christ has been made unto us. He, he's lived in us now. He's wanting it to be reciprocal. He lives in us, and he wants us to live in him. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, your conversation will change. You will say you will have whatever you say. See, this is what God has wanted. It's now in us. But then watch this, watch this, watch this. Um, turn to, it, 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 in us, turn to this. I just want you to see this. Acts chapter 2, very familiar passage of scripture, but I want you to see what happened. Starting at verse 1, chapter 2. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were in one accord in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven. A sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, light as of fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues 
as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, what happened there is God filled man again with his spirit. After God breathed on man in the garden, Adam sinned, and that connection was broken of understanding by the spirit. Okay? Adam didn't die that day. It took him almost 800 years to die, okay, physically. But the connection between spirit to spirit, that died instantly. Now Adam had to live by the sweat of his brow, okay, by what his flesh could produce. Okay? And then Jesus came, and he told us to wait, told them to wait till, till the Holy Ghost comes, tarry in the upper room until you be endued with power. And then they went and they did that, and, and suddenly happens at chapter 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a ruddy, mighty, uh, the rushing of a mighty wind. And that sound, not just the wind, but the sound and the wind, the manifestation and the inspiration, in spirit, breathe. That's what inspiration is. So they heard and they experienced from the inside. They were filled the Holy Ghost. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. There appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as a fire. Do you remember how God led the children of Israel? He led them by a pillar of fire and a cloud of smoke. They were used to seeing the smoke. They were used to following the fire. So God then told the the children of Israel, that it passed this, um, this information down to wait, and then they experienced what used to be from the very beginning because God is a fire from the loins up, from the loins down. So then when he would talk to Adam, spirit to spirit, the fire was there, okay? So God brought them back to that place. Holy Ghost bringing back to their remembrance. See? And then when they have the understanding, now they can function from the remembrance that revelation brought them, not education or experience brought them. See? Since they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Utterance is, um, it came out from the inside, and it went up and on them, okay? Let's read on in, in Acts chapter 2 so you can see what happened. They didn't know what this was. And um, verse 16, Peter was speaking, and he told them, he says, No, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, saith the Lord, that I will pour out my spirit up on them. See? They, it, they were filled, and now that which filled them came up and on them. See? So before we were dealing with that which was around us, he made us then 
God then made it be in us. Then the next manifestation was it came upon us. Why? So that things can then happen by us and through us because we have been made the ones that have power to become the sons of God. Manifestations of the Spirit of God that come up, out, upon, then released to. This is what should happen. That power, come on now, say that. That power then that comes up on will assist in the binding and the loosing. Amen. Amen. Because I can release that power that, that, that I'm filled with. Now I, it comes up on and is now released by, through, and for. See? This is what God wants us to enjoy. This is like apparel, if you would. Customized apparel. For every occasion, God has always given the children of Israel apparel. They had a robe of righteousness. Okay? They, they had a, a, a linen clothing, an ephod, the armor of God. Even when we get through with all of this, we'll have a, right, a white robe. Okay? God wants us to be dressed for the victory. Okay? That I don't have to be troubled about this or that. I don't have to be fearful about this or that. I don't have to live in questions of this. I put on the robe of righteousness, the armor of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet. I'm thinking correctly. I have my feet shod with the preparation of the, did you hear that? I have my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. If I don't prepare, I'm not clothed correctly. I'm not trying to get prepared when the battle is going on. I prepare before the battle so that I can walk in righteousness. Walk in victory. But, as we say, the choice is yours. Which way will you do it? Your way? Fighting in the flesh sometimes? Fighting in the spirit sometimes? Fighting in the spirit a little? Fighting in the flesh a lot? Trying to will things to happen? Force things to happen? When if you will do it God's way, God will cause it to happen for you. And all things will work together for your good. He didn't say all things will be made to work by you. He said all things. We know this, that all things are working together for your good. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you today. Father, we just bless you and we just thank you for your word, that you've been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. That is part of our armor 
It's part of our life, for in you we live, in you we move, in you we have our very being. Thank you that you're causing us to, to think accurately as sons of the Most High God, joint heirs with Christ Jesus. That as we think from this position, activating the mind of Christ that's in us, then we will listen to the words the Holy Ghost brings to our remembrance that Jesus has spoken to us. We will allow him to show us things to come. We will allow him to guide us into the truth till it's so much a part of us that we get lost in the truth. We get lost in his love so that we don't have to worry about fighting this, that, or the other. We'll know that God is my supplier. He supplies my victory. He supplies my need. He supplies my all. We thank you for that, sir. We give you praise. We give you glory and honor. Committing it to you is done in the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord, who is Savior, who is Redeemer, and who is our wisdom. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Well, as we always do at this time, if you are here and you have any questions or any comments about the ministry tonight, uh, we'll give you an opportunity to, to ask those questions or make those comments. Area code 470-522-2573. You have the mic. Any comments or questions about the ministry? Area code 470-522-2573. You have the mic. Go ahead. Any questions or comments? Amen. Amen. I, I, I tell everybody every time, you don't have to be uh, uh, afraid. This is how we grow. Um, the Bible says, and they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of his testimony. So um, area code 404, 536-7829, you have the mic. Any questions or comments? About the ministry tonight. Uh, Go just ahead. another blessed night to just another blessed night to be enlightened concerning the word. Love it. Amen. I, I love it too. That's why we're here, so that we can uh, continue to to grow in His grace and and, and and supply you with the 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 ammunition that's needed, so that we can all begin to grow in fellowship in places that we've never been before. <laughs> Amen. So I would like to um, remind you that if this ministry has been a blessing to you and you want to sow a seed here at LiveDeliverance.com, just go to the website and look for the Donate tab and allow God to tell you what you should sow here at LiveDeliverance.com. Also, tell your friends how they can listen and participate in the broadcast here on Monday evening so that we can all uh, grow together because um, LiveDeliverance.com is here so that uh, the body of Christ can grow, so that they can uh, hear truths that would transform, so that they would be armed correctly as they walk, so that they would know for a certainty that the life that God has made available for them is a life of victory in every case. So again, if 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 you uh, if it blesses you, then tell them that they can go to the uh, the website and they can join us. Um, 
So thank you for being here. You know, the next time the Lord uh, brings us together, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Love you and happy Thanksgiving.